Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Explore a wide selection of luxury spirits, wine, and champagne at reservebar.com. Elevate your gifting this year with rare and exceptional bourbons, tequilas, scotch, wine, champagne, with personalized engraving, exceptional glassware, and more. From wines to whiskeys, there's a bottle for everyone. For a limited time, save $20 on your order of $150 plus with the code IHEART at ReserveBar.com. The volume. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. A couple lines that I'm looking at tonight for Monday's night action. We've got the Celtics and the Knicks. There's a nine-point spread there. And we have the Bucks and the Bulls who are at nine-and-a-half spread. So those are two lines that I'm looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Jenkins, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Welcome, welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 13th, and we have got a bunch of uh, nonsense and tomfoolery to discuss very punctually for our producer. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Punctuality himself. As always, uh, Jenkins and Jones hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good one. Well, Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. 
Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Motherfucking Mike. You only get two motherfucking mics per Jackson's run show, all right? Bro, bro. Y'all ever heard that Bill Burr joke about how he said... Black people can mention a race of someone without sounding racist, but whenever yes. white people yeah. do. it's the yeah, truest shit ever, too. Yeah, the 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 yeah, yeah. the way in which we say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he basically for all the listeners who have heard, I guess we got to say since we did all here. Um, <laughs> you know, he has a joke where he says, you know, you can hear black persons, you know, and and they'll say, you know, I was walking down the street and this motherfucking Asian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's just like you know, black Asian, motherfucker, Asian, Asian motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and you know, that's not that's not racist. He said. Then you hear a white person say, "You know, I was walking down the street and this fucking Asian." <laughs> whoa, whoa, brother, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I don't normally though. like uh, white comedians who do like lots of like uh, jokes about race or whatever. But that 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 was like what the first Bill Burr joke I think I ever heard, and I was like, this dude is this. He gets it. You know what I mean? That's a good one. That is a good one. All right. Um, wait, 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 Jackson. We got new oh, Jackson's produced yeah. by the. I'm sorry, I didn't finish the oh, intro. Man. Produced by the lovely and talented and a little bit grumpy Jackson Sapphire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he didn't feel that was up at all. He didn't feel that shit at all. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a little disgruntled. He's thinking today. about that meat, bro. We gotta get to this meat. We were. <laughs> I don't even we, want to have the meeting. We were, we, were, we were doing a little too much joking before we started recording the show, and Jackson has a meeting to get to afterwards. So Someone tweeted us and said the episodes are too short. You've got to blame this meeting Did Jackson's that? going to. Yeah. Too short? Yeah, because they've I been mean, more like 30 to 40 than like an hour I lately. I think that's the sweet oh, spot. Bro. But I'm I not agree. a podcast uh, listening to, motherfucker. So. Yeah. I mean, 40 I, minutes is perfect for me, dog. When I was a Jackson, when I was a, a Jenkins and Jones listener, I really liked the longer episodes just because I it brightened up whatever boring thing I was doing when I was listening to them. But now, like for other podcasts I listen to, I definitely prefer like 30 to 40 minutes. Like, let me go to the gym and listen to one episode and leave. You know what I mean? Yes. But I don't know. There's one history podcast, and them shits are like two and a half hours, and they're fucking great. History motherfuckers feel- talk, bro. Oh, my God. Bro. Every yeah, history I mean, was- podcast starts at two hours, I feel like. Yeah. And, and they're good. But outside of that, I agree. 30, 40 minutes. Nice little spot right If there. you're going to record a two and a half hour podcast, I would prefer that it be an audio book. Like I would prefer to add that to my list of books that I read. You know what I mean? That's like a 150 page book, two and a half hour podcast. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Jackson, look up how long it takes to read, like how many pages you read in an hour. On average. On average. <laughs> that is. Because I know when I, like, because I listen to audio books sometimes and I feel like a standard book is like do you count listening to audiobooks as reading books great question i also i i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you my opinion i just want to hear what you say first because you're a book reading mother you are you are so i do also keep a list of books that i read and have been doing so since i was in college so i could tell you like each year which one and i do put most audiobooks on the list of books that i've read mike that I don't. You don't agree with it? It hurts me. No, I just, I just don't like. Okay, you, you read a lot of books. Yeah, and I don't I'm listen not, to not, very many audiobooks because yeah, of podcasts. Okay, for sure. So that that makes more sense. Yeah. But if mostly what you're doing is the average audiobook is eight hours. Yeah. What what about the what about the page per page? I think that's 
like how much does it how long does it take to read a page of so but that's what i'm saying if like like a 300 350 page book is like eight hours so if you listen to a podcast for two and a half hours you read a book you know the reason reason, so the math is slightly different google says the the average person can read around 40 40 pages per hour but people read a lot faster than they listen than they listen to audiobooks like audiobook right. people read it kind of sl- much slower that is, than you would, that than you would read the book. Sense. Yes, so yes. it's not exactly the math. Like audiobooks are going to be longer than it would take you to read a book of the same length. And then also I know when I read out loud, it's much slower than reading in my head. Reading my head is just right. like, you know, so you're much faster. So breezing through it when you're reading through your right, head. Right, exactly. right, right, right. When I was like, back to my point, back to my point. One yeah. second, I just want to get this yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you read a lot of books and you listen to audiobooks, you can count that. But if 80% of your shit is audiobooks, don't call yourself a reader. Because you're not reading. You're listening. You like long podcasts. I don't know, bro. I don't know that I agree. I don't know that I agree. I mean, like... It's I, not read, read, it's, it's not the process of reading, looking, and reading words. Listening is not part of reading. Is that in the description? Like, you know, am I am I being like... Not to... Am I, am I thinking... Am not I not to be like, a true Twitter motherfucker, but so then okay. in your... So if you're a... In your view, if you're a blind person but you have listened to every audio book about like the Greco-Roman war or something. Have you not read those books? I mean, no, because you Braille is how you read. You didn't read the book. You listened to the book. Well, but they also didn't Reading, read it with their eyes. If they're using Braille, that's I mean, coming but in no, through, but, your sen- but, through your but, touch but, sense. But Braille is their version of reading, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's, it's, it's their ber- way of taking in words. You can't read words if you if your eyes are are not functioning. I'm I'm, I'm about to get very ableist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm gonna lean away from that. But the thing is, Tyler has never that. been less interested in chiming in on a subject. He's like, I you go right ahead. I, I don't give a fuck about. I will never do an audio book because I'm I'm a rereader, bro. Like I will read a certain paragraph five or six times. Over right, shit right, right. I'm reading a right. book to, to, so to understand shit will really, it. Like stick with me, but yeah. yeah so yeah. I will never. Audiobooks won't ever be my thing, I don't think. The the audiobooks that I read or listen to, I guess I should say, are um, I listen to like autobiographies. So like Steve Martin's autobiography, I listen to that as an audiobook. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is that because I, he's reading it? Like you like yeah. hearing? You like yeah. Hearing yeah. So so, so like when someone it, reads their own book, it. it's like I would obviously rather hear Steve Martin like tell me about his life than just yes. read it and be doing an impression of him in my head. You know what I mean? So it it was like it's like that one. Um, what, oh, right now I'm, I'm listening to, uh, Kenny, the jet Smith's book on like the advice that, you know, the figures you've given him advice in his life. That's so much more interesting to me listening to him tell those stories than it would be reading the book. Yeah. 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 But I'm, but I'm with Tyler, like the, um, I've read the clip on the the clip. (laughs) I've read the, uh, passage on here, uh, from that, the book about the apocalypses that have happened on planet earth where the, the meteor Mm. hit and killed the dinosaurs. I probably read that 15 times in a row when I read that book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I would never have wanted to just be skipping back on the audiobook like it was a <laughs> like it was an album or something. I don't know. I just feel if you call your like listening to audio audiobooks and then saying you're a reader is weird. Like if you're like if the, how you read is listening to audiobooks, I think there's a different designation for that. You know what I mean? Like that's not uh, you're not a reader to me. You know you what I am biased against? And I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm not mad readers. at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm just confused by it. I'm confused by yeah. it when people say it. I'm like that's not. I don't know, but anyway. Go what ahead. I don't like what? is e-readers. Like Char has a Kindle. I don't like. I'm a physical. That's book still reading. Person. That's hard. I can't. I can't read on the computer like that long. Me, I, well, I mean, put... the ones, the nice ones, were really deep in the weeds here. The nice ones, like the ones that, like the <laughs> they Kindle and shit. Pod, they're, they're, they? no, they're like here nice you go, brother. <laughs> it's like a different kind of light or whatever. That's what Char okay, says. Okay, okay. Like, okay, okay. I, you know, I got the screen report for my iPod, but or for my uh, <laughs> my iPod. 
for my phone. <laughs> uh, between my phone and my computer, I think it said I was on a screen eight and a half hours a day last week or something. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't need to pick up a Kindle at the end of that. <laughs> the that end makes of sense. That. Also, feeling the book, having a book physically and getting done with it and closing it just feels a particular way to me. That's the whole... I'm, so that's I'm, a, I'm very compulsively addicted to that feeling. Absolutely. Right, right, right. All right. So. Um, let's start with a little passage uh, from. We, how long are we into this pod? How long do we talk about that? We're about 10 minutes in. About eight minutes. Eight, 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 eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> All right, now came out playing the hits. We're gonna- <laughs> That's what they tune in for. Start, start the pod when you Kindle. messed up. That's what they said. Right. Yeah, That's the fastball, break out that Kindle fastball. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, if if uh, we lose oh. a little heat at the top of the pod to give some spotlight to a mom and pop business like the Amazon Corporation, you know, sometimes you got to serve the greater good. Um, I need to start here by reading a passage from the interim coach, uh, game day coach of the Michigan football team. I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank Coach Harbaugh. Fucking love you, man. Hold on. That man said the Lord, then Coach Harbaugh, but we'll come back to all this. (laughs) No, jump in. No, no, no. You you jump in. That's a great point. You jump in as I'm going through this as needed. Priorities, number one, the Lord. Number two, Coach Harbaugh. Only one of them he specifically says that he loves. Uh, I want to thank Coach Harbaugh. Fucking love you, man. Love the shit out of you, man. This is for you, for this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These fucking guys. These fucking guys right here. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him. Love you guys. If you didn't know anything about this situation, what would you have thought happened to, like, if you just turned the TV on at the start of this, what would you have assumed had happened to Coach Harbaugh? <laughs> we, yeah, we, we need to mention that this man was crying, bawling, <laughs> like not 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 fighting back sniffles. I, I mean, God nose damn, running on national television, soggy face, motherfucker. <laughs> and I want to be clear: anyone who listens to the pod, y'all know we are not some macho shaming men for showing emotion. This ain't that. This ain't that. This shit is just hilarious, bro. There's no way around it. This motherfucker was crying like Jim Harbaugh was dead. Dog, he is at the Buffalo Wild Wings, 10 minutes away watching this game, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? You talk about, you know, like, like, bro, like, this motherfucker's eating some corn dog nuggets, you know what I'm saying, watching y'all win, and you acting like this motherfucker is on life support. That was what was so wild to me. It's just, he was just super emotional, and the dude is going to be back in, like, fucking three weeks, bro. Bro, I... I, I I remember us talking about what happened with Michigan prior, but I didn't know he had got suspended yet. You feel me? Because I don't be on shit like I need to be. But anyway, so like I went and looked up what happened to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this man? Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it couldn't just be a suspension or something. Like this <laughs> motherfucker was bawling. You feel me? Like you said, you could wring this man's face out. He was so, you know what I mean? Like the way he was expressing love for this man. I'm like this, what happened to Jim Harbaugh? Is he... Bro, I'm like, what the fuck? I was so shocked to find out he had just been suspended for the rest of the regular season. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the, man, the, the amount of motion that he had for this man over this situation did not make sense to me. Crazy. Like, he's literally going to be at the postgame. Like, he's literally going to see him within, like, a half hour of giving this interview. But, you know, that's, that's the emotions of 
football. God bless. They was killing them online too. They had them with the uh, what's what's the the the. the what the hugging the hugging the slave master <laughs> shit? What was, the, the, the Django, the Django <laughs> joint. They hit him with that, bro. Hey, I had to put the phone down. <laughs> I was like, bro, they hit him with the haymaker with that, bro. The vibes were there, but yeah, man. I think the other thing I can promise you is that the Michigan football team is also definitely making fun of it, and the other coaches like that oh. is like like there's no environment. Jim you're more Harbaugh is making fun of, of him, yeah. maybe not to his face because you know I mean he's press loving, but he's, he's he's mocking him amongst his family for sure. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> who was uh, who sounded sick at a press conference this morning and was asked by a reporter if he was sick, he insisted he's not sick and said, "quote I'm the iron wall that viruses bash against and shatter." And then he says he'll do some more push-ups later and eat an apple and be fine. <laughs> Football guy, Jim Harbaugh. That's, that's the a very that's 1910 the, of him. You know a, what I'm saying? You know, that's like Jim Harbaugh's like entire diet is like whole milk and steak. Like, <laughs> Is he serious? He sounds like like oh, yeah, somebody yeah, from 100 dude, years bro. ago. He's dead, no, no, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's dead serious. He's a different guy, man. What's funny about it is that his brother, who's the coach of the Ravens, is like a—he's like a, a football guy, but like within the spectrum of being a human being. And then his—and then Jim Harbaugh is like just a completely insane human being. He talks about sickness like war. Yeah, correct. you know what I mean. He talks like, about everything like war. Like he's a general. Right. You feel me? Like <laughs> so. With all of that being said, this is a human being who would uh, do, I think, literally anything to win a football game. Uh, he was a coach of the 49ers for a while, which is how I have so many fun Jim Harbaugh stories. But he's an absolute mad. I mean, one of the most entertaining. If you view sports as entertainment, one of the most entertaining people you could have coach your football team. Uh, but Jackson. Um, we've asked you to do the reading to be able to succinctly explain this Michigan uh, cheating scandal. Could you yes. please catch us up so that we can make fun of it? Yes. Michigan has a member of their staff, like a not high ranking member of their staff who has, who purchased tickets under his name to 12 of their 13 games last season, I believe something like that. And was, this is on record. And he was also like been, there's evidence of him wearing uh meta's sunglasses that have the capability to record everything that you're seeing so those are the things that are like this is this is canon this is fact there is no firm proof evidence that he was recording opponents signals or sidelines at this moment mm -hmm. yet but there's like a strong belief that this guy orchestrated this massive cheating scandal that they were stealing opponent signs which to be clear Stealing signs is not actually against the rules. That's mm -hmm. not the part that, that they're breaking. Because you could stand on the other on the sideline of the team that you're facing and look at their mm -hmm. signals and try to use that information however you'd like. It's the mm -hmm. going, the research outside of the games you're playing, and there's sort of like a general sportsmanship clause in the NCAA bylaws that this is violating. Now, is it vague as shit? The sportsmanship clause? That thing of course, like it has to be. It's incredibly, well. it's incredibly vague. And okay. so the NC, the NCAA is in con actively conducting an investigation. The NCAA did not suspend Jim Harbaugh. The Big Ten, as a conference, stepped in and was like, oh, okay. hey, guys, we're not going to wait for the NCAA's investigation to complete. Now, at this moment, we think there's enough sort of circumstantial evidence. So we're suspending him for the remainder of the regular season only for on-field, on-game days. He's allowed to be at practice. He's allowed to be in the locker room. He's allowed to do all of these things. And he's allowed to coach on-field in the postseason just during the remainder of this regular season. So three games, he cannot be on the field on Saturdays. So th this is my first question is uh, how is this cheating? 
I don't understand why it is considered cheating. Like every football team down to the high school level, sometimes lower than the high school level, like now that everyone does the no huddle thing and they're doing public signs on the sideline, everyone tries to figure out the other team's signs. Is what Every is illegal sport. here that he was wearing? Baseball, the, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of similar to the Astros thing. Out. It wasn't illegal that you're trying to steal the other team's signs. It's illegal that you had someone off the field doing it electronically you what and pitch signaling. is going to be thrown and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so right. I think that is sort of the distinction, I think, is that, like we were saying, you can try to steal your opponent's signs. But what you're not supposed to do is much like the Patriots and Spygate. You're not supposed to go to their practices. You're not supposed to go to their games that you're Be not. on the sideline, side yeah. And filming yeah. it and like breaking it down like in the fucking in the lab between games, trying to figure out what does the picture of a squirrel mean in terms of like their signs. Like you can, it, it is, but it is, it is like it is not as direct as like they were cheating. They were circumventing the rules in such a clear and obvious way. It is sort of like a sportsman. Like should you be doing it in this? Should you cheat in this way? Type of thing. You know what I mean? We I don't mean, mind if you cheat, but just don't cheat like this. That's right, what bro, they're right. Michigan, exactly. yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone really gives a fuck about the science thing except people who hate Michigan, right? But, um, bro, Michigan was OD with it. Like, the, the, the dude you mentioned who, was, who had the fucking high-tech sunglasses, he went to a Central Michigan game and went to Central Michigan sidelines <laughs> with that shit on as, as a fucking Michigan, you know, fucking uh, covert agent. With those fucking high tech sunglasses on, and he's on Central Michigan's sideline because Central Michigan was playing Michigan a few weeks later. This was like the season opener against Michigan State. They smacked their ass yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, why do you need to steal signs from Central Michigan? Like, like, what, what are we even doing here? Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Central fucking Michigan, and also like, nigga, like, I get that sign stealing's not cheating, but being on the sidelines is a nasty look, bro. That's a nasty look with the meta glasses, bro. Like, you know, hey, get the information you can from the from the field. You know what I'm saying? Send your little covert ops motherfuckers on the field, you know, on the on, in the, you know, the, the stadium or whatever. Go back, analyze what you can analyze. But having a man sitting on that motherfucker <laughs> looking like a spy, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? You feel me? Like, you know what I mean? You know, it's just it's it's just a little bit too much, I think. And I and I get why they would be, okay, you just crossed the lines here. That's a little too nasty. We don't mind the cheating, but you're making it look gross. You know and, what I mean? So like, just don't make it look disgusting. In the way that the you internet I mean? sort of does always when there's things like this, there's now there's also been people finding like broadcast footage of different games of like an assistant like whispering something to the defensive coordinator who then like immediately brings the two safeties down and like in a blitz because he, he's like talking about it's a run. Like there's all these like after the fact, Twitter detectives on that side, which which like maybe is real evidence, maybe it's not. Well, but then like the flip side of it is that all the Michigan people, like Charles Woodson, are like, look at our record, look at like our, our point differential after halftime, like great teams with great coaches make halftime adjustments. It's not about the science. You like, and they are they are outscoring opponents like a hundred to zero in the in the third quarters of games this season. It's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so there's all this like hullabaloo around both sides after all this stuff. I love that word. Yeah, that was for you, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, like, it's it's difficult to, I mean, yes, like, putting the guy on the sidelines obviously insane, but, like, what, what I've found so entertaining about this is that college football fans are, like, universally insane, obviously. But, and so the, but the for message that, board, that is still insane. Oh, like, no, 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 totally. As insane as they are, that is, like, Nick, bro, you, you know No, what 100%, saying? but that's what it's okay, like. Okay. It, these people are crazy about normal things, so if you give them something that's actually crazy, like, I have a friend who was, like, fully in the message board conspiracy theory that might not even be a conspiracy theory that they were also giving the signs of opponents 
to teams that might be ranked ahead of Michigan for the college football playoff. They were giving they were giving intel to those teams so that like they could go beat Tennessee and get Tennessee out of the way for Michigan to make the college football mm. playoffs. Like mm. that's the marketplace that of ideas. A, this is what America wanted, good, right? That's an amazing conspiracy theory. That's and an the funny, amazing theory. And the funny shit is is that covert ass agent from Michigan, that motherfucker's name is Connor Stallions. That is a fake name you tell the police, dog. How is that a real person? Connor Stallions with the high-tech meta sunglasses. Like he, you, you are a comic book character, dog. You are not a real person. <laughs> if your last name is Stallions, why give him the first name Connor though? You know what I mean? Like you can really do some more, have more fun with that. You know what I mean? Sylvester. Shame on those parents. Sylvester Stallions. Said, Sylvester Stallions. Something. There's something fun there. It's Tony not Stallions. Connor, anyway. Salvador Stallions. Right. Right. Connor doesn't seem like it makes sense with Stallions, but anyway. Um, you know, Connor Stallions. Uh, Connor Connor Stallions, our business stander of the week, though, got fired. <laughs> didn't take any. No, he quit. Didn't take anyone down with him. Said, yeah, I might have been on some crazy shit. I'm quitting. End the investigation. I'm not going to say anything about anyone. So salute to yeah. a man who may not be Italian, but is an honorary Italian because of his name. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Jackson, thanks for uh, teeing that up for us. Um, let's uh, just briefly, because uh, we do uh, have to move, uh, thanks to Jackson making it's us okay. talk about audiobooks so long at the beginning of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Uh, Devonte Adams. So Raiders got a huge win last night. Uh, it did the entire broadcast did feel like a PR uh, hit for AP to get hired as the full time coach of the Raiders. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth was like really going out of his way to point out that like the unheralded guy that AP picked as the leader of the defense ended up having the game ceiling interception. You know all this other stuff. But I just love the video of Devonte Adams dancing in the locker room because two weeks ago that dude was like the epitome of a receiver just being like, I'm trying to believe in the people around me. I'm trying to, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I sometimes can't understand what we're doing, you know? And it's just, uh, you know, we said in the group chat last night, it is the uh, server corollary uh, in human embodiment. What is happening <laughs> with the Raiders right now? So salute. Bro, I, I, I love what Pierce is doing there. And, you know, I feel like the Raiders are going to just come to like a very important crossroads this, um, this off season with, with what they do with Pierce, because, you know, it feels like like all our lives, the Raiders have been the 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 franchise that like made decisions on vibes, right? Like you, they didn't really give a fuck about experience. You know what I'm saying? Like you, they gave fucking Lane Kiffin a, a fucking job. You know what I mean? They they were like, bro, we like this dude. I think our players like this dude. Fuck it, let's give him a shot. We, who cares if he's only been an assistant for two seasons? You know what I mean? That's always kind of been the Raiders' way. Then they went with with the pedigree Belichick guy with this go round. And it was a fucking failure. Then they go back to the vibes side of doing business where they pick up, you know, of their linebacker coach, Antonio Pierce, and the team loves him. The team is reinvigorated. Right. So so we'll see how Antonio Pierce fares this season. Like I said, I just feel like it's going to be a very important cultural crossroads that the Raiders are going to come to this offseason and how they're going to move forward. You could give Did the you players- see the video of Ocho Cinco crying looking at Devontae Adams run routes? No. Like just like actual tears, both eyes. Bro, like, Ultra, Ultra legit like, might be the best route run I've ever seen in my bro, life. Bro, and see, and so yeah. this, this, and also like he was explaining it and pausing because he was overwhelmed at times. <laughs> so like being that he runs routes so routes so well, and he's just seems like an emotional dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think this was genuine, bro. Like sure. I mean, both eyes. Like he was just breaking it down. Like yo, look at this. Like he was. <laughs> 
Do you want a, a uh, you, you want a great story about how vibes based the Raiders have been uh, throughout their history, Tyler? Yeah. Uh, Al Davis, uh, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, started in football as a um, as a scout for USC. He was a recruiter for USC, and he, what made his career was that he basically was one of the first people at USC to tap into Long Beach Poly and came down and started pulling up receivers. And it was his core belief to the end of his life that there were no faster human beings than people who played football at Long Beach Poly. And as a result, if you go look at the 80-something dudes in the NFL from Poly, it was literally Al Davis would tell his scouts while owning an NFL football team Oh, we got one extra spot. Sign that kid who played one year in college <laughs> and was suspended for the other two years. But he's from Poly, so we're going to sign him for a year and see if it works out. He did that shit for like 20 years, dog. <laughs> that was always that was always his trademark, like speed, bro. It doesn't matter if you can if you couldn't fucking catch. If you were 4-2, like you were going to be a Raider. You yep. know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, yeah, it's the, but that shit is, That's uh, fucking it, hilarious. It, it, was, it was always funny. It was like the Oakland Raiders, a like globally known football franchise was just like the uh the backup plan for <laughs> dudes from the <laughs> local high school. It's like, well, hey. Al will take a flyer on you, bro. You <laughs> can at least pay your debt off. <laughs> yeah. Track and field doesn't pan out for you, man. Just hit Al, bro. <laughs> he got a spot for you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey taking the next step, uh, uh, continuing to take the next step this year. Obviously, every year I feel like he's taking a big step forward, but 50-burger last night. Uh, they finally got someone out of his way, uh, and he <laughs> is uh, he's flourishing. And, you know, in the breakup, in the divorce between James Harden and Daryl Morey, you know, Daryl Morey found the, found the next person to love faster than James Harden did, it feels like. Yeah, yeah it, it, it looks like a classic case of, um, addition by subtraction like you know we, we discussed before that you know Tyrese Max is going to be the biggest beneficiary of, of Harden leaving and we were talking before about how his um, most improved player odds right like he was like plus 1200 mm-hmm. at the start of the season after the Harden trade he went to plus 200 now he's at like minus 100 bro he's at minus money for most improved player now with with, with you know the Harden escape and, and with the way he's been balling so that was a segment of Moving Lines brought to you by DraftKings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the dude is unbelievable, right? Like, you know, this is his contract year. He's going to get that fucking max, of course. Um, and, you know, it was like the, uh, the question that we kind of had going into this season is, you know, is, is Tyrese Maxey like good enough to be your number three guy on a championship team? Bro, he's the number two. He's the clear cut number two. They've got something really good working there right now. Um, and, and I think a lot of us assume that, you know, with the haul that Maury got from the Clippers, he wasn't done yet. He was still going to go out and try to get another guy, maybe Levine, maybe DeRozan, whoever the fuck, right? But he's got something good there, and I think he's probably going to sit on it and see how shit plays out because, you know, the guys they've got, Marcus Morris, you know, Rocco, um, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Batum, right? Like, these are all six, eight guys who can defend. You know what yep. I mean? And, and they're guys who are just, like, never uncomfortable on the court on the defensive end. Like, you can switch them. They can hold their own in the post and the perimeter. And you got three guys like that, which is just, you know, incredible depth. And, and those are the types of guys you need to make a, you know, run in the playoffs. So we'll see what he does. I think he I think he probably stand, stands pat with this, with, with what he's got here in, until the trade deadline. And we'll, we'll see what he does from there. The man is averaging 28 a game. Like, that's a number one on most teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's number two on a championship team. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Shooting 50% from the fucking field. Like, so he's not just jacking. And we knew he was special. But average 28 shooting what he's shooting currently, bro, I mean, crazy. But it's funny that we said, yeah, we knew what time it was. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to show you. Let me drop this 50-burger. <laughs> what is it, like game four since, or since, you know, since Harden left or whatever? But anyway, I love Tyrese Maxey. Happy for the man. He feels so, when he's going against your team, the Sixers beat the Celtics last week, he feels unstoppable. He was like 11 for 27 in that game or something like that. It wasn't even his most efficient game. And I was like, this dude's unguardable. He's so fast. And, he, and now he's like a high 40s. I mean, he's probably going to dip a little bit. But he's an elite three-point shooter after coming into the league as like a non-shooter. It's amazing. He's so good. And it's gotten so much better every year. And it's not like he's like, it's like he's fast immediately. You know what I mean? Like, it's like from zero to what, like to 100 is like, Half a second, like, boom. You feel me? It's impossible to stay in front of. And he can shoot the ball. What the fuck? You know what I mean? But, like, we we saw this in Tyrese. Like you said, we've always knew he was good. But, like, 28 a game, dropping fucking 50 balls, shooting 20 from 32. Like, the fuck? Man, like, who, who, who would you want? Who would you want to replace that? You know, if you want a number two, like you don't, you don't need that, bro. Just, just fill in the spots that are that are missing right now, bro. You have your number two guy for sure. All right, uh, let's talk about, I uh, mentioned uh, Connor Stallions being an honorary Italian earlier. Uh, Giants quarterback 
Tommy DeVito is the, the president of Italians in America for the following quote about continuing to live at home with his parents uh, while being a starting quarterback in the NFL. He said, I don't have to worry about laundry, what I'm eating for dinner, chicken cutlets, and all that is waiting for me when I get there. My mom still makes my bed. Everything is handled for me. <laughs> You're a starting quarterback in the NFL, bro. You can pay someone to make your bed. <laughs> like, 15 years ago he would have been in a fucking Campbell suit commercial y'all remember them Campbell suit commercials with NFL players and their mamas y'all remember them shit yes. he would have been in one of those motherfucking Campbell suit commercials dog right there with Donovan McNabb and shit man I would recognize Donovan McNabb's mom if I saw her on the street right now you know like probably over 95% of, ma of Major League Baseball's all-stars I would still rec recognize Donovan McNabb's mom from the, the, ch the Campbell <laughs> Junkie Chicken Soup commercials <laughs> iconic advertiser right there man shout out to tommy devito for living his dream man i don't know i, I can't i can't i can't i cannot wrap my head around that bro personally I mean, what happens when 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 you invite people over you know what i mean ask them to sit down for some chicken cutlets egg no you know what i mean like i mean how weird is that you know when you invite a woman over to the crib and you're a star and quarterback. Does anybody, does a single woman on the planet understand that? I mean, let me let me let me put it like this. And I, you know, I people stay at home later with their parents now because of college debt and housing prices and stuff, which like these people are not starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, you don't uh -oh. have to worry about that, but <laughs> continue. Shar <laughs> uh, and I's plan after we graduated college was to live at home with my mom for the summer after we graduated college, save up three months of income, and then move in together in the fall. We made it. 10 days, I believe, you know, and I love my mom and Char loves my mom. We all get along, but it was like, this is not like we're sleeping in my childhood bedroom. My mom's room is down the hall. Like, this is not, not what we're going to do at 22 years old. And I just like, I cannot fathom <laughs> being a starting quarterback in New York. Furthermore, <laughs> being like, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta go in the back. My parents are already asleep. I don't know. Bro, at 20 years old. <laughs> I remember at 20 years old, I was supposed to go home after the summer, after my sophomore year. And I was like, no, I just, I just couldn't, bro. Like after having a certain level of freedom, you know what I mean? It's just impossible for me to go and like sleep on a bunk bed with my little brother. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not living like that, bro. I don't give a fuck how many chicken cutlets. <laughs> how many loads of dishwasher you know this 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 whatever loads of clothes or wash i'm just it, it's there's no way bro there's just no way dog Maybe. and y'all know how crazy my situation was with who i was in a relationship with i stayed with her <laughs> i chose to get chased around the house with a knife <laughs> then to have sex in silence nigga <laughs> you know what i mean bro the fuck you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck free food, my G. Ain't no way, dog. Ain't no way. I don't know. Maybe he just got like a chill ass mom who just doesn't give a fuck. Like you know, the, the, from what he's told us is you know, or she just cooks 
chicken cutlets. But like, would you give a shit. fuck, Tyler? I would you I care? I, maybe he doesn't. He maybe he doesn't. Maybe he got the mama that is just like oblivious and doesn't give a fuck. Like like fucking Joe Pesci's mom and Goodfellas, who was right. just cooking up spaghetti and didn't know he was a, a gangster and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's literally borrowing murder knives at dinner and shit. And she has no idea. Maybe she's one of those mamas. She's like murder at five thirty. I put the gravy on the stove. Like yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between a regular knife and a murder knife? You don't remember. Murder. You don't remember that scene in Goodfellas when they was eating and he took that knife because they had I'll, the motherfucking I'll play in the trunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe he got one of those mamas, man. And and that's probably, you know, I I couldn't imagine that situation, but that is probably like the best mama to have in that type of situation, you know? Yeah. A mom that gives you the murder knife with no yeah, questions. The oblivious murder, murder knives. <laughs> um, oh, all right. Man. We got tagged before we get to Dookie Butt of the Week. We got tagged by several people in uh, the clip of Stephen A. Smith on his show has been answering questions asked by listeners. And did everyone see the clip of Stephen A. Smith answering the question, what is the worst day of the week to be horny? Yeah. You could smell that video, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> smell like juke, nigga. <laughs> 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 smell like juke <laughs> like and leather nigga but go ahead i'm man. glad Stephen a smith is able to like uh be more comfortable being himself i guess on camera but his dirty talking voice that he does when Ooh. he answers questions like that makes me so physically uncomfortable it gives, gives me the wiggles man gives me the wiggles <laughs> Ooh, that, that, that's a good question um well <laughs> Sunday night, that will be my answer. Uh, because, you know, everyone's gearing up for the week. You know what I'm saying? Now, Friday night, Saturday night, you know, that's when you out in the streets, you know. You're going to go to the bar, you with your little lady, you know, y'all going to sip some, y'all going to set the mood, right? But, you know, Sunday night, you know, that's that's probably the worst day you can be horny. Because, you know, everybody's winding down on that night. You know, people got work in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Sunday night would probably, that would be my answer. He said, he said, he said Friday and Saturday, she expects you to handle your business <laughs> no <laughs> don't need that visual my boy do not need that did not need it don't need it don't need it uh-uh tyler oh, i wish you had not done that all right uh an another another tyler voice that will be stuck in my head forever alongside doc rivers saying don't the loudest me. man on the planet though you know second is me but it's, he's the loudest man on the planet and every time he talks about sex he whispers and it's just so weird you know what I mean? it's so weird to me but anyway He's right though. Sunday is a tough night, but yeah, um, like, hey, like, 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 we can clown how, how weird and creepy it is. The motherfucker made some great points. There's no denying that. Like, but he was talking was, about you supposed to get in multiple times during the week, and I'm like, bro, man, like, you ain't gotta do that no more, Stephen A. <laughs> like, we know you're taking medicine. <laughs> It's just expensive, man. He's trying to set up for the Stephen A. Smith hymns sponsorship. That's what you're saying? Right, I guess. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, Dookie Butt of the Week. Um, Char actually sent this to me, and I think for our podcast, this is a no-brainer Dookie Butt of the Week from a Hall of Fame Dookie Butt of the Week human being in uh, Andrew Tate, who tweeted the following. Food's awful and eating sucks. I eat the bare minimum and as fast as possible. I hate eating. I hate feeling full. Men who think cooking makes them manly are cucks afraid of the cage 
desperate to validate a non-existent masculinity. Imagine how stupid you have to be to find food entertaining literally embarrassing. Is he talking about the same food that we eat? I don't under- I truly That's don't understand take, what point dude. he thinks he's making, bro. That is why I can't imagine any one thing that brings me. Well, there's a, one more thing, but any one thing that brings me more joy than eating. You didn't like, whisper that. Well, that's one more okay, thing. Tyler. You know, you know, you know, you know there's, one, there's one other thing. But yeah. But dog, eating is such like I feel like a fundamental human joy. Like, what type of weirdo doesn't like food, bro? He tried to say you're a like, pussy for enjoying like eating food. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't like get who it. hears that and it's not like he went too far. Like all the other stupid shit that you believe in, like this is ob- like nigga, like you're making eating pussy. Like that is not masculine because you eat, man. You a bitch ass nigga, like. <laughs> Well, like this is this is who people are, you know, paying. I to get, get my get sustenance through a vitamin bag hooked up to an you know, IV. You know, it's, it's crazy. I don't like feeling full. Food sucks. Eating is horrible. What the? F- like you want to emulate this? His life sounds disgusting. You know what I mean? Like this is who you following? Crazy. Yeah. All right, Tyler, your dookie butt of the week. Yeah, I, it was going to be the Michigan coach Sharon Moore, man. I just cannot get over that shit. <laughs> I just cannot get over it. I know you just randomly laugh throughout the weekend yes. thinking about him because this is ba- built for you to do that, bro. <laughs> I was going to believe it. The motherfucker fucking love you, man. <laughs> crying, bro. Bro, he is tempted his way at the room. The ugly face dog. cry, too. Crazy. I just cannot get over that shit, man. What did you you tweeted like nah man with like ten crying laughing emojis? Anytime your response to something is nah man, I know you're I was literally enjoying speechless. yourself. I was literally speechless at, at a loss. <laughs> John, your dookie butt of the week. Jacquees, man, he was the only famous person on the sideline at Colorado. <laughs> Boy, they are scraping the ball. That man right. said Jacquees. <laughs> We got Quee over here. Did he give the, you know what I'm saying? Did he speak before the game too as well? Give the pep talk give pregame. Ins- inspirational <laughs> talk. Junior Whopper Quavo as we crowned him on this podcast. <laughs> Waddled his ass in there. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Boy, man. Y'all, Leprechaun y'all is space looking ass nigga, man. <laughs> that shit is horrible. <laughs> No, he looked like Cam Newton in that picture they showed. I was like, <laughs> he looked like you looked Cam over his mini me. You blow it up. That's Jaquees. Like, they, they got motherfuckers. Niggas forgot about on the sideline. Now, dog. We told you it's gonna start smelling on that sideline if shit go left, and it went left, bro. And they got Jaquees and the baby over there. Fucking come on, man. Jesus Christ. They had the baby. I think they had the baby speak pregame too. Crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't we get all the, from that. why didn't we get the social content of uh of Jacquees up on the dais with Dion in the locker room after? <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker was decked out all Colorado again too, bro. Jeez. Smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Had to sit on somebody's shoulders to see the game. But it's all good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, that's a true statement, though. We the need... sideline of a football game for a short person is not an enjoyable experience. Hell, hell. You're just looking at at We need, we at need that content of him, look, of him trying to look around them fucking linemen. Uh, <laughs> this little big-ass head popping out from behind him. Jackson, your dookie butt of the week. 
My Dookie butt of the week is Penn State coach James Franklin for losing to the Michigan interim coach and now being 1-12 in his last 13 games against top 10 opponents. Jeez. Yikes fucking bikes for James Franklin. And he, and he fired his offensive <laughs> coordinator like, that's the problem. Nah, dog, you need to look in the mirror, bro. You know what I'm saying? You need to show time. Yeah, we just, we just saw a coordinator, you know what I'm saying, ball out on your bitch ass. Like, like bro, stop for some self-introspection here. Oh, man. All right, that's all the time we got. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll see y'all then. Bye. 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 The Volume. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.